your Bibles, or at least watch the screen as we turn to Proverbs, the 23rd chapter. I told the leadership Sunday we are going to do our best to make 2023 the theme around much of the teaching and preaching out of the books of wisdom in the Bible. Proverbs 23. Bible said, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Read it all out loud with me, would you? Everybody, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. For as he thinketh in his heart. Uh, do you have the control of this right here? Just turn it down here. Thank you, ma'am. I'm going to talk from this subject tonight. I've changed my mind. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I've changed my mind. Bless your good name, Lord, tonight. We thank you for everything you've done and are doing in our life. We thank you for the direction that you've given our steps, Lord, and every day the provision and protection that you placed in our life to help me never to take advantage of it, God, or take it too lightly. We'll give you praise. Feed our soul tonight, God. Feed our mind and our soul. We'll bless your holy name. Jesus' mighty name. Look at somebody and say, I've changed my mind. You may be seated. We have heard it said so many times in life, you could be teaching this lesson, that you are what you think. And we've also heard it many times, you are what you eat. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> or we've heard this, you are who you hang around. And there is a great deal of truth in all of those remarks tonight. You are what you think. You are what you eat. And you are who you hang around. But in addition to that, author William Faulkner said this, Action defines character. Action defines character. In layman's terms, he said, you are what you do. You are what you do. But can we really define character by profession? Is every doctor gentle? I apologize if this offends you, but is every police officer honest? Is every school teacher, does every school teacher really care about kids? Is every... Every construction worker handy around the house? No, we know the answer to none of, that, none of that's true. That's just not always true anyway. No, 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 no. Poets don't go home and talk in rhythm. They just don't do it. The answer is no times a hundred over and over again. Because anybody can slip out of character when put under the right pressure. You may be this for most of the time in life, but given this certain amount of pressure in the certain place of your life, and it will change our character. Or it can change our character, I should say. Mr. Webster said pressure 
is the constraint, the constant constraint of circumstances. Everybody in this room is under a certain amount of pressure right now. There's pressure on your mind to make the right decisions financially. Your kids, decisions about work, decisions about your house. Everybody's got a certain amount of pressure always on their shoulders. And as you very well know, pressure of the right nature can change a good person into a monster. Catch me in the right mood under the right amount of pressure that I don't have the answer to or a hold of. But not all pressure changes me into something dark. It has the ability, if it's just the right pressure, applied at the right place, the right time. I see anybody with me tonight. But some pressure is simply challenging. Some pressure is just challenging in life. And there are a certain amount of people in society, Christians or not, just people in general, that they can perform quite well under pressure. You take anybody in the supervisory position on any, in any work sector, whether it's retail, construction, whatever it might be, and if it's, if it's supervised by people that have been there for a while, they'll tell you, that person can't work under pressure. That person there, I know I can trust him or her under pressure. Some pressure brings out the best in some people. Whether or not I'm capable of doing that, the point of victory might be a different story. But nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Let me, let me talk to some of you newer folks tonight, all right? I've heard it said, well, I'm never going to be satisfied until I find a perfect little church. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, even paradise had a snake in it. Revelation 12, verse 7, there was even war in heaven. You may not have that. I changed this a lot this week. Even, even heaven had a battle going on in it. Check it out. Revelation 12, 7, war in heaven. So perfection is not achievable this side of heaven. Utopia is a, is a fantasy. Camelot is just idealistic uh, happiness. While we're in this world, we're going to be under pressure. I may not handle it as good as you, or you as good as the next person. But if action does define character, then to change my character, I've got to change my actions. There's something I'm in control of. If action truly does define character, what you are, what comes out of you under pressure? What really rises to the top when everything gets stirred up? Then to change my character or whatever that is there, I've got to change my actions. Which brings us back to Solomon's text in Proverbs 23, verse 7. To change my actions, I've got to change what I'm thinking. To change my character, I've got to deal with my actions. To change my actions, I've got to deal with my mind. What I'm thinking. 
Bible said Solomon did that a child left to himself brings his mother to shame. Now just grow that child up in that uh, in that thought pattern right there into an adult like you or I. And sometimes when I'm left to myself, my thoughts are difficult to to wrestle into subjection. When you're left to reason with yourself, that's why it's good to have a voice in your life that will tell you you shouldn't think that way. Or you need to get your mind back here on, on the right track. To change my character, i got to deal with my actions. To deal with my actions, i got to deal with what I'm thinking. That's why it's good to think on the Word of God. To think on the Scriptures. To think on... If you plan to be in church more than a day, you ought to have a place in the Bible you can go and find comfort. I mean, it's all good, but that's the beauty of Brother Rob enjoying the book of Romans and Brother, Brother Stacy enjoying the book of Acts and, and, and Sister So-and-so enjoying the book of Psalms. There ought to be a place where you can go in times of pressure and just feel a little bit of relief reading something out of God's mind. Develop it. You have to look for that and achieve it and develop it in your life. Crazy story how things come together or come full circle uh, through the years. But uh, I've mentioned to you, Brother Pastor Leroy Delaney, several times. When I was trying to evangelize, Leroy Delaney uh, was also evangelizing. And he ended up pastoring just north of my uncle in Memphis. And Leroy Delaney was about my age, maybe a little older, if I recall. But he had an uncanny ambition for Old Testament stories. He would just he would just hold my attention like no one would when he would talk word for word, line for line through Old Testament stories. And it was because of the way he conducted himself in the middle of a message he was delivering that I made up my mind, I want to know the Old Testament like that. I want to, so many Christians are so familiar with the New Testament, and that's a great thing. That's where we live. That's where we should be spending most of our time. But just because it's the Old Testament doesn't mean it's, it's outdated and something you shouldn't know. And Well, anyway, come full circle in this story. Um, I haven't seen any of those folks in decades. Oh, excuse me. I saw Leroy at my grandmother's funeral. I guess it would be decades in the 90s. But my son Josh sent me a, a picture of a check the other day and a letter from, I forget the young man's first name, but it was Leroy Delaney's son. Leroy Delaney's son pastors in somewhere in the East Coast and was looking for a church to give a home missions offering to. And he said, I just remember your dad, and I remember your dad's uncle. Long story, very kind of a heart-wrenching letter, and very, very, very sentimental in, for personal reasons. The point tonight being, though, is you never know what impression your safety net in the scriptures are going to affect people down the road, wherever you go. I get texts from all of you, and I frequently understand that you you live or you labor in certain places of the Bible because it, it comforts you, and that's good. I mean, the Bible shouldn't just be something we sit on the shelf and pick up on Sunday morning and Wednesday night headed back to church. It ought to be part of the fabric of the way you think and the way you act and what is your character. What you think, 
how you act and the character of what makes you who you are should be developed by the word because of the word of God in your life. So I've got to change my actions. And to do that, I have to change the way I think. And the Apostle Peter said this, you won't have this either. I, I, I knew I was, I was swimming around tonight and I didn't give you the changes. But 1 Peter 5, 8, he said to be sober-minded. Sober-minded. It doesn't mean sober, free from the influence of alcohol, although that's just a given, right? I've got a, I've got a, I've got a message I've had ready since about July on this nonsense of, is it okay to drink alcohol? Are you kidding me? I don't know why the Lord hadn't let me preach it yet, but I'm ready, man. He gives me the okay, I'm going for it, all right? I'm like, man, you're full of the Holy Ghost. What are you even thinking about that stuff for, right? I mean, I, I, I get, I'm bewildered. Be sober-minded means control your thoughts. It means don't let your thinking get so far out that, like that to where you're chasing things that Holy Ghost-filled people shouldn't even be focusing on in their life. Be sober-minded. Sober-minded. Control your thinking. I'll admit to you right now, there's times that that scripture speaking to me before anybody else. Control your thoughts, Ron Herring, Rob Carlson, Anthony Linford. Control your mind. Get your thoughts back to where they're sober. They're level-headed. They're reasonable. Hallelujah. Because if I want to change, it has to start with my thinking. Real change is empowered by God's presence in our life. I get it. But a certain element of change has to be in our desires. We have to want to change. 2 Corinthians 8, 12. If there's first be a willing mind, it is accepted to what a man has and not according to that which he does not have. So if you've got a willing mind, there's a lot of the battle right there. If you've got your mind made up, you know, I'm really tired of my flesh controlling me. You're going to see... You're going to see when you get the January calendars out when, you know, at that time that I, I have put the theme for January, not only the new year and 500 why not and, and getting a brand new start, but, but I mentioned fasting in there several times. January is a good month. If you can fast a meal or the month, if you can fast a meal, a day, a week, a month, whatever you can do. If you're not physically able, if you're ailing and you've got diabetes or tenants, tendencies to, to go that way, don't, don't, don't endanger yourself, all right? But if you're able, why not sacrifice even a little bit? Hmm? I do believe, I do believe that God always sees the sacrifice of his sons and daughters. It never goes unnoticed. If a man has a willing mind, that's the biggest thing. To change my character, I need to address my actions. And to fix my actions, I need to deal with what I'm thinking. And all I need to do to turn my thinking around is have a willing mind. The 
the writer David said this, Brother Anthony, Psalm 1914, Brother Scott, but the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. King James is hard, but he's talking about his mind. He said, let the things that I think about, let the things that I muse over, ponder, the things that I chew on, the things that bounce around in my brain from time to time. Let the meditations of my mind be acceptable. So as he thinks in his heart, Solomon said, or his mind, I've told you before, you, you all know this to be true. When Solomon said, as you think in your heart, he's not talking about this. You can't think with a blood pump. He's talking about the mind. The core of your being, what makes you respond, react. I said I've changed my mind tonight. I've changed my mind from that to this. From doing the will of the flesh to doing the will of God. To realizing that if I'm going to win a soul, it takes work. That I've got to not only invite somebody, but I may have to give them a ride to church. And I may not only give, have to give them a ride, I may have to take them home. I may have to pick them up and take them to the grocery store on Thursday afternoon. Soul winning is work. And you've got to have a willing mind. It's not about just getting to church and showing how pretty you are. It's about working for the kingdom of God. Doing something for people. I said, I've changed my mind. I want to make a difference in 2023. I don't want to wait till then, but you, you, you know what I'm saying. I want to make a difference, a positive difference in somebody's life. I, I, want, to, I want to not take for granted one moment, one chance, one opportunity. Brother, who did I hear say that earlier? Brother Tostin, the word's going to take you either to heaven or to hell. Doubt about it. I'd rather I'd rather go to heaven. <laughs> I'd rather get my character in line with my actions because of willing thoughts. Got to start right here. I know no one's guilty of this, and I'll close with this thought tonight. No one in here is guilty of this, but I have been too many times to count. I used this analogy somewhat recently, but I can, I can leave the house on a mission to go to the store or to the office or here, whatever, and have, have, be having a good morning and not thinking of anything negative or anything like that. And a thought come into my mind. I could be halfway down Farm Loop. I could be on Virgin Strap. I could, I could be almost to the church. Just a little thought. And if I keep that thought in there, then it finds a buddy, a second thought. I'm talking about negative thoughts now. And it finds triplicate. Remember the old days when everything, if you wanted to make duplicates, you had to use carbon paper. Remember that's such a play? You put. And it'll find a fourth agreeable voice and I could leave the house in a good mood thinking about hunting or something good like that and by the time I get to Fred Meyer I'm worked up I'm worked up 
I know none of you are like that. That's why you're here, because I'm striving to be better like you, praise the Lord. But I can, I can be worked up. And, and, and thankfully, thank the Lord, eventually a thought will come into my mind, over, override those thoughts, thinking, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, the power of what I allow myself to think about. I've changed my mind today. All right? I've changed my mind. God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your people. We thank you for the house of God. We thank you for the experience of New Testament, new birth, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all of the honor, God. And we ask you, Lord, to help us. Let my mind and the meditations of my mind, God, be pleasing to you, acceptable to you, God. That which you look at and are pleased with, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I praise you. If action defines character, I want mine to be above reproach, God. I want mine to be above blame, God, or disgust. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, my refuge. God, my strong tower. God, you are good. God, you are my rock. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name.